Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome back to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country, The Scorecard. Now, if you're listening via Spotify, hit that bell so you don't miss the app every morning. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, May 10. Today, taboo or not taboo? That is the question for AFL fans. On the hook, what's stopping St George from sacking their coach? What chance is there of Ben Simmons suiting up for the Boomers? And golf's civil war erupts. But first... It's been a busy year for the AFL Tribunal, and I'm prepared to say there will be some sort of full-scale review into how the system is working. Given the match review, officer was set up to make sure the bulk of incidents have clear-cut penalties so they don't even make it to the Tribunal. But this year, with protecting player safety more important than ever, the Tribunal has sat most weeks. Order in the court! The latest outrage is the two-game ban given to Demons forward Jacob Van Royen. While he was attempting to spoil, his eyes were off the footy when he collected Charlie Ballard and the Suns defender was forced off on a stretcher after hearing a crack at his neck. Now, he is expected to face the Eagles on Friday night, so it seems every former player and pundit feels Van Royen should have been cleared. He wasn't, and now the D's are being urged to appeal. Cat spearhead Tom Hawkins told Fox Footy it won't change the way he plays. I probably won't. And it, like we look at the, the dangerous tackle one uh, as an example. I, I think there probably just needs to be a little bit more clarification from the AFL in what we're trying to do because players are finding themselves in these really precarious positions now. Tomahawk's teammate Brad Close also failed at the tribunal. His one-game ban for a dangerous tackle still stands despite a unique argument in which his legal defence tried to claim because Crows captain Jordan Dawson is 21 kilos heavier, it was he who brought them both to ground and not the wafer-thin cats forward. Probably because you're so fat. Taboo or not taboo? That's the question AFL fans have been pondering this season. Buddy Franklin is keen to move on and focus on footy after being jeered by Magpies fans. Swans coach John Longmire says the champion forward was blissfully unaware. Oh, he's good. He's fine. He's just um, he just wants to focus on his footy. It's very simple. He's um, he didn't hear it during the game. He just wants to get in, get on to the footy side of things. Jason Horn Francis will hope North Melbourne fans don't travel to Hobart as the Port Adelaide midfielder prepares to face his former club for the first time. Now, if his former Kangaroos teammates try to rough him up, the power will fly the flag. After watching how the Pies stood up for Nick Dacos when he was roughed up by the Swans, Port assistant coach Chad Corn says they're prepared to do the same. I really love the way they, they stuck up for him and we're the same. If any, any opposition player gets into any of our players, whether it be Jace or Tom Jonas, we're going to stick up for him. You've got a feel for under siege Dragons coach Anthony Griffin. It seems the whole rugby league world knows Griffin's days are numbered and he seemed extra flat after losing to the bottom of the table Tigers last weekend. St George is openly looking for potential replacements for next season and beyond. So why don't you just get him fired? Well, apparently the only reason Hook hasn't been moved on right now is because the club doesn't want to take the shine off Ben Hunt's 300th NRL game against the Cowboys this weekend. Hunt is Griffin's biggest supporter and he's warned he will reconsider his future in the Red V if the coach has moved on. Former Dragon Wendell Saylor believes it's only a matter of time before the axe falls and is perplexed as to why Zach Lomax hasn't been recalled. I think next week we'll see some news uh, on Hook, but yeah, I, they had every chance to win that game last week and I just can't believe, you know, sticking with the same 17. And Lomax not even in the 22. Yeah, he's not even in the 22, so he must oh. be really sort of uh, on the nose there. 
Michael Matthews is the first to break ranks. He's checking to see if anybody is breathing down his neck. Caden Groves is squeezing through. Mads Pedersen is trying to come over the top. Can Matthews hold on? Yes, he can. Michael Matthews was a late call-up for the Giro d'Italia. His cycling season so far had featured a COVID-19 diagnosis and a crash during the Tour of Flanders. The Aussie sprinter will be glad he opted to race at the Giro for the first time in three years, winning stage three on an uphill sprint after a punishing 213k slog through the rain in Italy's south. It's his first win on that Grand Tour since 2015. Honestly, I'm just uh, speechless. Um, What I've been through this last few months to now come back with a victory for the team. We rode all day today and uh, they were fully committed to to me, for me to win the stage, and um, I don't have words at the moment. It's uh, it's been such a roller coaster this year, and now we're already on stage three with a stage win. Yeah, it's more than I could ever dream of. Queenslander Caden Groves came third, a strong response after being blamed by race leader Remco Evenepoel for a high-speed crash on stage two. Yeah, I felt uh, felt like Ballerini uh, was pushing me into the barrier. Um, yeah, on the wheel of when I was on the wheel of Ramon. And uh, I was not going to give this wheel up, so I indeed pushed back. And unfortunately, he lost balance, touching the wheel of Cherny, and in the chain reaction of events, uh, causing a crash from behind. I won't be holding my breath, but Boomers coach Brian Gorgian hasn't shut the door on Ben Simmons suiting up for Australia at the Basketball World Cup. Big Ben wasn't named in the 18-man squad for a training camp in Cairns, but Gorgian told SEN there's still a chance the much maligned former number one draft pick could be a late inclusion pending his recovery from injury. I'm preparing with what we have here, but I, I am I am hopeful. I'm not dependent, but I'm I'm hopeful. The timing's right. You know, it'd be it's good for us, it's good for him, and I know he's working hard. It's just if he's healthy or not. Nothing else would hold him back. Simmons missed the final 24 games of the Brooklyn Nets season as he dealt with back and knee issues. There are reports the Nets are sceptical he will play at the World Cup given his long injury history. It seems we've seen Aaron Baines in the green and gold for the last time. At 36, Gorgian is keen to usher in a new generation. Jock Landau's been playing a vital role off the bench for the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs, while Mitch Creek was another notable omission. Golf Civil War is getting uglier. I challenge you to a duel. The European Tour is virtually kicking out some of its biggest stars by slapping fines of $930,000 to golfers who compete on live events without permission. Former Masters champion Charles Schwartzel and fellow South African star Brandon Grace are on the verge of handing over their memberships. Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia all quit last week. The European Tour has the power to suspend and fine live players after winning a recent legal battle. But those golfers who have already copped fines won't be out of pocket. The Saudi-backed series has reportedly footed the bill, paying out $1.3 million alone to cover fines last week. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport for today. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.